Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hey ladies, welcome back to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree and I am your host. Um, Happy Monday. I hope that the Sunday scaries and the Monday blues Uh, haven't beaten you over the head too hard, and you are having a wonderful Monday morning. Um, So let's go ahead and get into today's episode. A few months ago, I had the pleasure of speaking with Candace Wilkins, who is a blogger and a speaker and licensed minister based in Philadelphia, and she calls herself a professional quitter. And uh, I'm already raising my hand, and I'm sure you might be as well, if you've ever uh, quit things that you had every intention of starting, but Um, maybe stress or anxiety or just something came along and you just did not get around to finishing it. Well, it sounds basic, but it's really not. And so Candace deep deep dives into that um, on this episode. And I think you will love everything she has to say. It's it's really made me think. Um, One really quick note is that for some reason, the audio is a little wonky, and I did my best to save it, but you are going to hear me maniacally laughing at certain times that may not seem like I should be laughing the way that I am, but I'm just going to keep it real, um, you know, progress over perfection kind of thing. I did not want to scrap this episode because, like I said, Candice is amazing, and this topic, it just taught me so much. So just ignore that, <laughs> any of the laughter that you hear that just sounds like, what the heck is she laughing at like that? Um, Just ignore it, okay? Just pretend that doesn't even exist and go ahead and dive into today's episode. It will bless you. Talk to you later. Hey, Candice, thanks for being on the show. Can you take a moment and introduce yourself? Okay, um, well, my name is Candice Wilkins and um, I would call myself or previously uh, a professional quitter. Um, and so, um, I have been a, um, I've just been, I'm a creative, I'm a writer and I've been doing that for a really long time, but I could never sort of get over the hump of finishing, uh, what I started. And, um, so I've collected all of these roles and responsibilities and I'm a licensed minister and I've been a manager at a store and I've done all these other things, but the, the things that were sort of making my, my heart, you know, jump and get excited. I couldn't ever finish those things. Um, and so, um, as I was talking to a friend of mine, they sort of said to me, well, you know what, that seems like that might be your first book. And I was writing something completely differently, um, completely different. And that actually ended up being my first book. And so, um, that's sort of where I am now is I am, um, a former professional quitter and now a, uh, finisher. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. I have to chuckle because if there was a degree in non-finishing, I think I would have like my bachelor's or yeah. my master's, um, definitely Been way there. beyond my, uh, AA. Yes. So <laughs> I can totally relate to where you were coming from. And I'm so excited to learn about how you were able to get right. So I'm just being nosy now. Um, what kind of things weren't you finishing? Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I mean, besides the, you know, the book was a major thing. Um, for years, people were like, you should write a book. You should write a book. You should write a book. Um, and you know, I would try, I would sit down and nothing would come. And, you know, it is nothing worse than a blank page um, staring back at you Mm. uh, when you know that you can fill it, that you have the ability to fill it. And you even feel like your your purpose to do it. 
But, you know, I just couldn't seem to to get over the the hump of that. Um, Also, one major thing for me, which has sort of been what I previously, you know, called the big stain, you know, on my life is that I didn't finish college. And, um, Mm. you know, I went and I did not get my degree. And that really rocked my world in so many different ways because I felt so unworthy um, of just any kind of happiness in life because I just didn't finish this thing. And I was surrounded, you know, by, you know, friend groups, you know, who all finished, you know, and Mm. I don't think Mm -hmm. I realized the impact that that made um, upon me in terms of me just, you know, when you talk about being a non-finisher, one of the things that I really had to get to understand, which is like the major, you know, push and catalyst for the book is that I really took on that I was a non-finisher, right? I took on that personality. I took on that, you know, that role. And I'm like, I am a non-finisher. And that's the problem. Like, it's not that I'm, I I had to sort of change my mind about who I was um, and that I'm not a non-finisher. I'm just, I'm a finisher, but I just struggle to finish. And there's a difference. There's a difference. Hmm. Wow, you just said a lot. And if we can go back just a smidge, because you mentioned something really interesting was that you didn't finish college, mm-hmm. but your friends had finished college yeah. at some point. Now, I don't know how old you are, but I can imagine that as you went, you know, from your your 20s to, I guess, your 30s or maybe beyond. Well, first of all, did you ever end up going back to college and getting your degree or is that something that you decided just wasn't for you? Um, no, I never was able to um, to go back. I actually like have a sort of a crazy story. Like I tried to get my transcripts at one point um, and they wouldn't give them to me, uh, partly because I owed money. But I mean, that's sort of a story for another day. <laughs> but I remember trying yeah. to like I was going to apply like I was just going to straight up just try to apply to college as a freshman. Right. Um, and just like, you know, don't worry about the transcripts. I'm just going to start over at another school. And they just would not even like take my application. And I tried to like leave it on the desk of like the admissions office. And the lady like literally chased me down the street, like, Hey, you left your application. And I was like, Oh my oh. God. Yeah. It was very embarrassing. Um, Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Like I never, no, I never went back and, and got my degree. And, um, it's not something that I don't want anymore. I still want it. Um, and what my husband sort of, my husband sort of said to me, because I was just so, I was still so distraught by it. Um, the fact that I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, he's like, you know, I don't, he's like, I don't think that you're going to get that degree until you realize that you're worthy without it. Mm. And I was like, wow. Um, And so he's like, you know, it will come back around. It will circle back around when it's supposed to. He's like, but the more that you chase it and the more that you feel that you're not worthy, you're not good enough, you're not, you can't move in certain circles, you can't speak up, you can't say certain things because you don't have a degree. He was like, until you get comfortable just being who you are without it, um, he's like, I just don't think it's going to come around for you. And so what I did is it's not that I don't want it, but I stopped chasing it. And if it is supposed to be for me, it'll come back around when it's supposed to. And that's sort of where I've settled with it. Mm, that's really interesting because um, someone that's in my family, she um, is older than me and she never uh, graduated from college. And our family is just not, I mean, there's a couple, like one person here, one person there that may have their degree. But overall, our family is just generationally, to my knowledge, no one really has a degree. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. um, it's my mom, actually. She went back to college just recently and she's been taking her classes. And, you know, I think your husband is spot on that, you know, depending on what's going on internally, that may affect you know, the the whole degree situation. But once you kind of get it together, you can go back and get that degree if that's what Mm -hmm. you want and you'll smash that goal and, you know, finish that one too. So I think that he gave you some really good um, information. Yeah. (laughs) And he never, he had no aspirations to go to college like at all. Um, And so he, he's like, Mm -hmm. you know, he, he is a fully realized human being 
without it. Right. But I, and my family is not like, we don't have a bunch of college graduates in my family, but there was this enormous pressure that I really put on myself to be that, like, get your degree, get your, you know, college education, be the first one, you know, generationally in your family to do that, you know, and then you're, and then I'm surrounded by friends who all like, some of them, you know, are got their, you know, masters. And then I have a couple that are, you know, getting their PhDs or one person's already gotten her PhD. Like, so it was, it was such a, you just feel like you're just not, you're not somebody without that piece of paper. And God mm-hmm. had to really take me on a different journey to, to get me. And, and I think that's the now where I am is I'm embracing the journey that I, that I'm on. You know what I mean? The path that I'm on. Um, and yeah. it, you know, whatever that path has for me, I'm cool with that. And I think that that hasn't always been the case, right? Like I've always like, no, this is the path. This mm-hmm. has, it has to look this way. Success has to come this way. It has to be this way. And it's, it was a, it was, it was a lot of pressure that I put on myself. Um, you know, and then not realizing like, you know, there's, there's so many ways that you can be used. There's so many ways that you can, you know, go out into the world and how you show up. And it, and I just was so focused on that one path that I was missing the rest of my life. Like I was, it was, it felt like the rest of my life was put on hold because I didn't have this one thing. And when I started to release that and just sort of say, okay, look, it'll be whatever it is. I'll, if it's a poor me, I'll have it. If it's not, I'm okay with that too. And that's where I'm at right now is that I'm, I am really okay with the path that I'm on. I'm actually more than okay. I'm, I'm excited about the path that I'm on and with, without that degree, it's, it's really amazing. Man, Candice, you really, I mean, I just imagine myself, I mean, I've been in your Mm -hmm. shoes, you know what I mean? And I'm sure that a lot of people have been in your shoes. I've never gone back. I mean, I went to college for like, what, like a year or two wasted time, wasted money, wasn't really invested in the education, just thought that going to college meant walking around campus, eating lunch, mm-hmm. hanging out, you know, that kind of deal. I just wasn't serious about it. It just wasn't. Um, and if it comes back around, then it comes back around and I'll take that opportunity if I so choose. Um, but right now I'm just not there. But that struggle of feeling that you aren't yeah. worth as much as the person next to you, because you're either not making them right. out of money they're making. You don't have that same le- level of education that they may have. Your life is just different than most of your friends or the people that you, you know, deem as quote unquote worthy right. because they have their degree and you don't. I can relate to that a thousand percent. And so how you were able to elevate your mindset and, and tell yourself, you know, damn right. it, I am worthy. I don't have to have a degree. I don't have to have this piece of paper, even though and this is not to knock the piece of paper, because I think that's amazing that we can get that education and advance ourselves in that way. But you're right. Everyone isn't necessarily meant to right. walk the path of getting a degree. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think I, I can uh, appreciate that struggle completely. Um what I want to know is because you had mentioned in your email to me that, um, as, as you used to be a professional quitter, but you aren't anymore. And we'll get into that. You said that, um, spiritually, physically, financially, et cetera, it really had a profound effect on you when you weren't finishing the stuff that you were starting. Can you talk more yeah, about that? Um, it, wow. It, I don't think we realize the impact of our, like, when we have something sort of hovering, um, it's, it feels like a, um, it feels like a debt. That's the only way that I can explain it. It's like Mm. a, um, when you have something hovering, okay. Whether that be a creative pursuit, whether that be a, you know, purpose that hasn't been, you know, either ignited or fulfilled, it feels like a debt and it feels like a weight. Right. And so, even though like, you know, like when, I mean, I, I don't know if any, if you're familiar, but like, if you've ever been like in debt monetarily, you know, and you have sort of this thing that's, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I, I know that feeling, right? <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. You know, when you have sort of that monetary <laughs> debt, 
that sort of sitting, you know, out there. And even though you may like go out to dinner and you may, you know, spend money here, you may go out to shop, you may buy a top, you may go on vacation, that debt is just still sitting out there. And so even though you had these moments of sort of like happiness or, you know, these moments of joy, it just keep it's just hovering. Right. And so you can't have like fully actualized, you know, joy because that thing is still just sitting out there and it's still hovering. And even though you're on vacation, you may get the phone call from the debt collector, even though, you know, you're, you're going out and you're, you're saying, okay, you know, I'm just going to treat myself because I deserve it. You know, you spend that money, but then that credit card statement comes back and is like, oh, you know, I should not have done that. You know what I mean? It just is like a debt. And that's what it felt mm-hmm. like. Um, not finishing was a it was felt like a creative debt that was just hovering over my life and it was affecting every aspect of my life because I was in a job that I was kind of I was good at it but it wasn't for it wasn't fulfilling me and I knew that there was more that I should have been doing with my life but I could never finish what I was starting. So I would start like, okay, you know, I'm going to start doing some ministry stuff, right? Like I was active in my church and then I dropped Mm -hmm. off of that. And then I started doing some teaching, um, some teaching exercises in the city for teachers, like sort of teaching teachers how to teach. Um, and then I was doing that and then I dropped back off of that. And then, you know, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, start this little ministry thing on the side. I'm going to do that. And we're going to talk about identity. I'm going to be a blogger. And then I dropped off of that, you know, and it was like, and it, it just (laughs) felt like this never ending (laughs) cycle. And it was, it was impacting me in such a negative way. Right. Because the, the, not just the mental anguish of just being like, why am I like this? Why can't I just finish? You know, it, mm-hmm. and it just makes you feel like you're a terrible person and you beat yourself up and you, you feel like you're a slacker and you feel like you're behind and you're comparing your journey to other people's. And why can't I be a go-getter like so-and-so? And why, why can't I just do what I say I'm going to do? Why can't I just follow through? And so you're beating yourself up on that aspect. And then on the other piece of it, like financially, it was wearing me out, right? Because I'm at this job that I don't really want to be in anymore. I know I'm supposed to be doing something else. I know that I'm supposed to be further along in what I'm supposed to be doing, right? And I'm not. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I'm at this job that is paying lowly wages. I mean, lowly wages. Um, And Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, and I just, you know how you just feel like you're just, you're, you're meant for more. You're just meant for more. You're supposed to be doing something else. And I wasn't. And I, you you know, and I'm like, you know, and it it was, (laughs) what's so crazy is that during this time, this process, right? Like I've not been, I've not been working, right? Um, Because my job actually closed down. Like my entire store closed down. Like, and it's sort of like, and it was sort of like, God kept saying to me, I'm asking you to leave this place. I'm asking you to leave this place. I'm asking nicely and you're not leaving. So you know what? I'm going to make this place leave you because you can't seem to leave the place. I'm going to make the place leave you. So I did not have a job. So I'm home and I'm like, okay, now this is the time I'm going to write. I'm going to do the things that I need to do. And I'm like, I am, I wanted money. Like I was so sick of being broke. I was like, I don't have any money. I had to like go to my husband for money, which I hated, you know, even though he was fine with it. I was like, I'm not like, I've always had my own money that I thought that and all of these things were, you know, going on. And I heard very clearly, like, you're, I'm going to make you make money from your own hand. You're the way that you're going to, you want money. It's going to come from you. It's going to come from your own hand. So put your hand on the keys, Mm. you know what I mean? And do Mm -hmm. what you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? And I'm, and I'm sitting there like, okay, you know, but I'm just saying that all of these factors were, it was, it was stressful. (laughs) It's so stressful. And we don't think of it. We don't think of it as, as stress, but this stuff is all sitting on my shoulders, you know, unfinished purpose is a heavy weight to carry on a daily basis. 
And that to me has been the biggest weight. It has felt like the only way I can describe it, like I told you before, is debt. That is the way that it feels. And that's the way that I was carrying it around from place to place, to, from thing to thing. And I was applying for jobs and not getting any. And I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, these are jobs I should be able to get. Like, I, I had the experience. I had this and then that. And it's like, God was like, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want it, if, you're, if you want if you want this thing, it's got to come from you. It's going to come from your hand. And I'm like, but, but yet I'm like, but I'm scared to do it. Right. Because I've already been telling myself the narrative that I'm a, what am I? A non-finisher. I'm a professional quitter. So even whatever, whatever I do, whatever I try to do, I'm young, gifted and black, but whatever I try to do, it's not going to, it's going to fall apart because I'm not a finisher. And God had to say, oh, okay, well let, that's the problem. Okay. Well, let's rewrite that narrative. Like you're, what do you mean? You're not a finisher. No, no, no. You are a finisher. You just struggle to finish. So now let's start from that place. And that is where, to be honest with you, that's where my freedom came from. And that's where the book came from. Mm. <laughs> well, come on, Candace. I'm sorry. You wasn't supposed to have church today, but come that's on, just, Candace. That's just, that's oh just what it is. Gosh. Yes. I mean, you done told on yourself. <laughs> you done told on me. You done my told gosh. on probably everybody that's listening to this it's, episode. It's, it's, it's my story. Ooh-wee. And I can't speak too much. Yes. I can't say too much because I'm still in my nine to five. But all I will say secretly, just between you and me, is yes, girl. Um, yeah. I'm in a similar situation. Uh, but I'm still on my nine to five. And those golden handcuffs, yeah, those golden handcuffs, yeah. Lord Jesus. Um, and that, and, and even though you aren't speaking necessarily about mm-hmm. debt as far as real debt, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just right there. I'm right there. And I want to say more, you. but I can't because I don't know who's listening, but just yeah. know that I, I'm feeling yeah. you. And that's not a thousand say. percent. Like, I'm not one of those Man. people that thinks that, you know, if you work a nine to five, like you can't also pursue your create, you know, creativity, pursue your, your hustles and all of that, you know, because some people that narrative, like that's so played out. Like I'm not, I'm not here for that. Um, because I, listen, you can, I know plenty of people who are working yes. a nine to five who are also, you know, um, doing their entrepreneurial thing, you know, and so I'm not, I'm not here to be like, yeah, you know, all, you know, all entrepreneurs and all creative people and everybody should quit their nine to fives. Like, I'm so not here for that narrative. Like, I think that is really a bunch of crap. However, for me, when you talk about the golden handcuffs, it was, for me, it was like prison. Mm -hmm. It was prison, but with a comfortable mattress. Like, Mm. It, it was, you know what I mean? It was, it was like a comfortable mattress, a flat screen TV, you know, um, the meals were pretty good, but it was still prison. Yes. Like it was, it, you know what I mean? It looked, it looked, it was comfortable, yes. but it was still prison. Yes. And, and that, that's the, the, it wasn't the end of me of my progress more often than not has been comfort. It's not been, you know, it's all the the rough side of the mountain. It's been the level of comfort that I had quote unquote acquired. And I didn't want to give that up, you know, for what else was on the other side, especially when I wasn't fully clear on what the other side was. So the end of me and my, the major enemy of my progress has been comfort, you know, so sorry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, I do know. Yes, 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 yes. All I can keep saying is yes. Like, yes, because I'm, I'm, I'm right there. So all I can say is I'm right there. I've been yep. on my job that for that me. for over 10 years. I that have me. over four weeks of vacation time mm-hmm. that I get, um, plus a week of sick time. Yes, I have the golden handcuffs. I have just, I'm making just enough money mm-hmm. to live comfortably and pay off some mm-hmm. of my debt but not enough to take me to the next level. I'm comfortable. I'm so comfortable right now. It's not even funny. But for the last, I don't even want to say how long, just in case somebody's listening, but for a while, (laughs) I've had that in my spirit. Like, girl, and just like you said, not to knock, you know, working a nine to five, because I'm doing that. I'm working a nine to five and I'm doing my hustle on the side. I, 
I cannot quit right now unless mm-hmm. God <laughs> made something happen like he did for you um, or did to you to get you to that next level. Um, that hasn't happened to me, but I swear I feel that yeah. in my spirit, like, girl, come on now. What, what, yeah. what are you doing? I'm telling you it's time to, to go. So um, I think I need a push out of the nest but um, I just, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Your spirit, is. you can feel it in, inside, yeah. internally, like I'm supposed to be doing something else. I'm supposed to be doing more or something more. Not saying again, yeah. it's time to quit necessarily, but I'm supposed to be doing something else. Some, something is, nope. it's, it just gets kind of stirred up and it will not stop. You know, it might go away yeah. for a little while. You're like, okay, yeah. I'm good again, but It'll, it comes yeah, back to- and it comes back with a vengeance. Yeah, yeah. And for me, it comes yeah. back. And I have and to get annoyed. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was so the grace that I had for the job yes. that I had, it was like completely lifted. Like I, when I would walk into that place, I was just like, oh my goodness. Like it was, I was so annoyed. Like just by the very like <laughs> the. the the area, my desk, the people, everything just got on my nerves. Like it just, the grace <laughs> was true, had truly lifted. Like yeah. it was like gone. And I still was trying to maneuver and, and trying to go mm-hmm. higher up in the company. Right. Like trying to go further, like, okay, well maybe if I get another position and you know, I'm like, well, if I get another position and if I get a little bit of extra money, then possibly I could do blah, 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 blah. And God is like, no. Well, if I get the other position, though, I can use the mm-hmm. gifts that you've given me to do to that, 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 that. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, that's not what I, that's not what I told you. <laughs> like, you just being straight up disobedient. <laughs> so like I said, sometimes when we can't walk away from our disobedience, God will make our disobedience walk mm-hmm. away from us. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, um, note to Jesus. Um... Even though, look, disclaimer no, we are uh, not. for those that no, are listening, we are not telling you to quit your job. <laughs> no, we're not. Okay? And note to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> note to Jesus, uh, Arama. Because I be, I try my best to stay in that position of being grateful because I will say, oh my God, right. this job. And I won't say what I say. I'll say X, Y, Z, you know, about right. this job. And then in the next breath, I'm exactly. like, but Jesus, thank you so much for this job because I know it provides me with money and the, a, a roof over our heads and blah, blah, blah. And then in the next breath, oh my okay. God, I cannot stand, yeah. you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So it's like, like that internal war. Yeah. So one thing that you happened to mention that I want to kind of talk about just a little bit is you said that you struggled yeah. all your life to like finish what you started. Oh. And I, I'm like that too. It's like procrastination or, and it's a little embarrassing for me. I have started so many things, Candace, like the people on my Facebook, I know they're probably like, oh, she done started yeah. this. They probably roll yeah. their eyes like, oh, child, here she go again. You know, it's embarrassing. You know how you can get, you can just struggle with something so long mm-hmm. that you just think this just must be how I am. This just must be literally the the design of me. And I thought that for a minute and then God sort of started to deal with me like, yeah, no, that's not my original design. So where did that come from? And it was, it was a couple things that were going on with me. Um, and some of them were based in childhood trauma. Um, you know, I was molested at an early age and you don't really realize, mm. like, you know, I used to really think I was fine. Like, you know, this was going on in my family for a very long time. And I just thought I was mm-hmm. fine. Like, you know, you, it happened, you know, we got out the situation, you know, cool. Like I'm moving on, you know, I thought, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm functioning. Like I'm good. I'm all right. And then you come to find out as you grow older, you know, oh, you yeah, no, girl, you're not okay. Like, <laughs> and then it starts showing up in different ways. And so one of the major mm-hmm. things for me was I have a great need to mm-hmm. escape and I have a great need to feel safe. So when I feel unsafe, mm. right? Anytime that I feel unsafe, but what, what does that look like? Right. Cause we think of like safety is like, Oh, you know, if somebody you're walking down a dark alley, you know, it's not that it is literally every single time that there has been any type of push to move me out of some place that I'm comfortable I completely back off the situation. 
So if it requires that I get out of my comfort zone, if it requires that I feel anxiety, uh, the anxiety of not knowing, right? Because now I'm a control freak because I need to control every aspect of my life because I was out of control for a very long time. So now I have to curate every single thing in my life. So I want everything. I want to know exactly what's going on. I, I want to know exactly what's going to happen. And if I don't, if I cannot count the cost of the experience, if I can't see what's going to be on the other side of the experience and that makes me anxious, I'm not going to do it. So I would get to a point with even creative pursuits where I'd start something, but then I feel that anxiety of the not knowing of what's going to happen. And I immediately pull back because, and that is what stops me from finishing because I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen. It's out of my control. Oh no, no, no. I don't like that feeling. I pull back. The, the, listen, when I'm telling you, I, when the the revelations came to me, I was like, oh my gosh, like, is this, is this what's wrong with me? Like it, it was, those revelations were coming so fast. Who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of Blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be Black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Feeling more grounded and relaxed is black girl peace for me. And so I really need that while doing things like uh, tackling my to-do list or even braving this crazy LA traffic. If you know, you know. So something that helps me tap in is Recess Mood. It's a delicious sparkling water made to enhance your relaxation time and mood without any alcohol involved. So what you will get instead is real fruit, mood lifting magnesium, and stress balancing adaptogens. And again, no alcohol plus no added sugar. So I've tried all the flavors and I really, really like strawberry rose. It's like um, a little burst of peace in the middle of chaos because again, for real, navigating this Cali traffic is insane. Now, recess mood is not only my go-to for staying balanced while on the go, but it's also good for chilling at home too. It's like having a little slice of relaxation right in the palm of your hand. So next time you need a little pick-me-up without the alcohol, without the hangover, give recess mood a shot. It's been a fantastic addition to my routine. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle. I smooth in a little of the Waze Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. Frizz-free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code SELFCARE for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code SELFCARE. Like when I really sat down to really get quiet and listen to what was going on, 
that stuff started just coming through and I was just like, oh my gosh. So the need to, the need to feel safe is one thing. The escape was where the procrastination and all that stuff comes from, right? Because when, you know, the body keeps the score, which is an excellent book, but the, that's a book, but book title, but your body keeps the score and it keeps a record, right? So basically, as we would say it in modern day vernacular, your body keeps receipt, right? So when I would have trauma, Mm -hmm. you know, trauma, my body would Mm -hmm. escape. I mean, you know, I, I, my mind would go someplace, someplace else so that it wouldn't have to endure what was happening. My mind would go someplace else so that it would not have to endure what was happening to my body, but my body keeps a record of it. So whenever I feel trauma, whenever I feel anxiety, whenever I feel, okay, um, something is overwhelming or something is happening, my body is like, oh, trauma response. We're, we're experiencing trauma. We're experiencing pain. We have to escape. We have to go someplace else because whatever's happening right now is overwhelming us. And it's the same feeling that we got, mm. you know, when trauma was occurring to us in our childhood, this is what we do. We escape, we go someplace else. This is what we're going to do. So your body, my body kept a score and said, now Candace, there's anxiety, there's trauma. There's something going on here that is uncomfortable. We don't like it. We escape. So what does escape look like? Escape looks like spending four hours on YouTube. Escape looks like diving into a romance novel. Escape looks like watching mindless TV. Escape looks like curling up in the bed and sleeping for days. Escape looks like, you know, escape looks like a myriad of things. So that was made, that was my, that was the way that I would deal with, you know, anxiety. So of course I'm not finishing anything. Of course I'm waiting to the last minute to do stuff. Right. And then I get that, that anxious feeling (laughs) all over again because of the procrastination because of, Mm. you know, so it was like a never ending cycle. Mm -hmm. So is it any wonder that I can't finish what I start? But if you just think, Oh, I'm just a slacker and I'm just a lazy human being, even though there's parts that laziness, you know, does play into it. Right. But if you just think that, if you just think very surface, in terms of, you know, what's going on with mm-hmm. you, you'll never deep, you'll never dive into finding out what's really wrong. And once we, I started really digging into what was really wrong and what, what was happening every, when I would feel, when I would experience that non, that fin, that feeling of not finishing, I would be like, what is the problem? Where is this coming from? How do you feel? Dig, push a little further. And that is where, all of those revelations sort of came from in terms of the escape, in terms of um, my procrastination, where some of that stuff comes from. And that is what, like, that's where my, like I said, my freedom sort of came from is because I started sort of digging into what, why, why can't I finish? It isn't just that I'm just a terrible human being. There has to be more to the story than that. And there was. And that's, that's what, that's what really, like I said, the, the entire book is really about is, is that dive into what all of those issues are. I'm just going to be honest. I had to mute my microphone when you started talking and I'm still actually a little emotional right now. (laughs) Hopefully I don't start crying, but Candace, like, I swear, I mean, I've shared on the podcast before, or I think I have anyway, that I too, I was molested when I was a child, maybe about. Mm, I would say maybe about eight or nine. I'm not sure how long it went on for, if it was, you know, a few times. or I, mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of blocked out some things, but I do know, you know, what happened. And I was molested by a family member, my mm-hmm. uncle. And I, too, procrastinate. And you were just talking, and I, I, could, I could finally, or not finally, but I understood myself a little bit better based on the things that you were saying about procrastination and anxiety and when something gets hard or tough and just trauma or whatever, we just back off. We don't do it anymore. Um, just, just everything that you were speaking about, it just helped help put some things into perspective for me. And, um, yeah, I, I can totally understand exactly what you're talking about. So thank you for opening up and sharing that because I think you really oh, cool. hit on some great points, like really wow. hit on some great points that hope that I'm sure are going to help, you know, some other people. 
So yeah, that that was great. <laughs> Me <Ooh>. either. <laughs> I did not know we were gonna have a call like this today, but I'm so glad that we are. <laughs> um. So yes, you do have a book, and it's called Letters to the Finishers. I want to talk about that. This is a series of different events that, and you know, now that I look back on them, were absolutely ordained. Um, for me to get to the point that I got to, to, to write this book. So I told you before, the first thing was I lost my job. So I lost my job and, you know, I was sort of happy that I'd lost my job. Cause I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to start purposing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start doing the things that guys telling me to do, blah, blah, blah. So let's do it. And, um, I re- was, um, working for uh, my mentor who also happens to be um, my publisher, the publisher of the book, uh, New Season Books and Media, shout out. Um, so, and she sort of was like talking to me and she's like, okay, what are you going to be doing? And she's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, come work with me, you know, for a little while, do some part-time work. I'm like, okay. You know, and she was the one sort of that kind of said, you know, maybe your, you know, childhood trauma might have some, some, sort of speak into, you know, what's wrong, you know, some of the things you struggle with today, you know, and I'm thinking like, oh, really, you know, really, you think so? She's like, yeah, I think, you know, you might want to look into that. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, this is mind you like two years, this is like two, two and a half years ago. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, you know, so I'm going, I'm starting to get on this journey of just sort of figuring out myself, figuring out my likes, dislikes, what, Mm -hmm. you know, what's wrong with me, what's going on with me, really listening to myself, whatever, spending more time with God. Cool. All things great. And so, uh, one of my friends from high school that I hadn't spoken to in 20 years, um, I'm telling my age a little bit, but I hadn't really spoken to her in a long time. And she was, she is a, um, sort of a, a coach, a business coach. And so we're, you know, we're just talking through and she, she was doing this call and she's like, you know, um, get on the call and, you know, we'll talk through your business ideas. And I'm like, you know what? I could probably use that. So I get on the call. I couldn't even get on the call at first. Like my computer was acting up. So I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not even going to be able to get on this call. This sucks. And so then, you know, and I was like, oh, I got to go somewhere. So I went out, mind you, went out like for 90 minutes, came back. And I was like, oh, let me see if they're still on the call. I get on the call. This is almost two hours later after the call started. She's still on the call. So I'm like, OK, so I get on and try to hide in the back, as is my custom. And, um, I'm hiding in the back and she's like, Oh, is that Candace on the call? So she's like, Hey girl, like I have to talk to you forever. How you doing? So weird. So she's like, okay, girl. So what's going on with you? And I'm this girl, again, I have not spoken to her in 20 years. She reads me the riot act. I mean, straight up like, Oh yeah, girl, like you supposed to be doing so much more. You supposed to be further along. You, you showing up for everybody else. When you going to show up for yourself? I'm like, what? Like, Girl, you don't even know me. Like, what, you, what is this? And she literally was like, you know, you need to get your life together. Like, and I'm just like, like, oh no. Like, did, she, did, she, did she come in my life? So she's like, you know, I challenge you to, you know, she was like, you know, you have teaching series in you. And she's like, you're a minister. You know, you're supposed to be doing this, blah, blah, blah. She's like, so I challenge you to do your, you know, go on, go live on Facebook teaching for 30 days straight. So I'm like, now, first of all, I am not one for the video anyway. I'm like, I don't want to be on the video. I'm going to have to be on there. My hair is going to have to look halfway decent. Who wants to be on there? I'm like, I don't want to do this. But she challenged me. So I am kind of competitive. So I'm like, Lord, I was like, I'm going to have to do this. Because I felt embarrassed because I was like, dang, like she really blew the spot up or be like, she really blew the spot up. Um, and yeah, I'm going to shout her out. Creative Chief, you know, follow her, the Creative Chief, Janae. Yeah, she blew the spot up all my life. She blew the spot up. Um, and so I was kind of like, okay, now, now mind you, during this time, probably a year prior, I had sort of quietly decided, I read um, Shonda Rhimes' book, A Year of Yes, which was an amazing, oh my gosh, love the book loved it and so I sort of the year prior I had decided quietly to myself I didn't post it on Instagram it wasn't a challenge that I you know put out for anybody but I just decided that I was going to try to start doing things that scared me so every time I got scared I would do it 
So I was sort of having that. I had just come off that year of sort of just trying different things, like things that just every time I got scared, I would just say, you know what, I'm going to do it. And I was just I had applied for jobs that I wasn't anywhere qualified for. I was showing up places, which I'm not. I'm an introvert. I am not here for that. I was going places and uh, being assistance to people that I didn't even know, like just doing weird stuff. Um, and so I was kind of proud of myself that I had sort of had that, you know, experience. And so now she challenges me to this and I'm like, I've got to do it because I'm scared. I was literally scared to death. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it. So I went ahead and I did it. And I did this 30 day series on, yes. will you be, yes. will you be made well? Um, and it was based on the scripture, um, the man, uh, the woman at the well, and then also the man at the pool of Bethesda. And I did this for mm. 30 days. I went live like 45 minutes to an hour every day for 30 days. I taught this whole series. Ooh, girl. So I'm like, now mind you, like it, you know, I, I did it. Ooh, I was consistent. Wait. I showed up. Mm-hmm. I did it. So I'm like, mm-hmm. yes. Everybody in my life was like, girl, that's the book. And I'm like, I know. Right. So I'm like, okay, now I have the book. I have the material for the book. So my publisher at the time was like, the, was my mentor was like, yeah, you know, look, let's transcribe and we'll get the book. We'll get, you know, this might be more than one book. So I'm like, yes. Like we're all excited. Everybody's like excited. My husband's like, yes, this is it. Let's go. Like he's excited. Okay, great. So I start transcribing this book and Brie, here we go. Cause I start getting that same feeling like, Oh, every day is a press. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm about to stop. Oh. I'm about to not finish again. I'm like, here we go. Like I'm excited. <laughs> It, that feeling started coming over me and I was just like, oh, oh my no. gosh, why, you know, and I'm just sitting there <laughs> oh, and no. my husband would come home from work. And he'd be like, oh, so did you transcribe today? And I would be like, uh, a little bit, like knowing full well, I ain't do none, like none, zero transcribing. This might be the first time he's hearing that. Sorry. But I would just be like, and I just was like, I, I was literally losing my mind. Like, I cannot <laughs> believe this. Like, here's the time I'm not working. I'm home all day. This is the time I should be going hard. I, you know, and you feel guilty. You feel like, I can't believe that I am not doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing. I can't believe I'm sitting home all day, not transcribing this book. And I'm just like, why am I like this? Why? Like, I'm just like so upset with myself. I am literally condemning myself. I'm in tears because I just cannot believe that I'm such a whack individual. (laughs) So I'm on the, I'm on Facebook messenger with a friend of mine who is like, um, he's like a, he's a creative, um, he's a YouTuber, like a very popular YouTuber. And I'm just like, bruh, like I reached out to him and we're just talking about life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And I'm just like, I do not understand why I am like this. Why can't I just get it together? I just don't understand. And he's like, that's your first book. And I'm like, what? He's like, the book about not finishing. He was like, that's the book. That's your book. He's like, that's Mm. the book you should be writing. He's like, it should be that book. And I sat with that for probably a week. And then I started writing it. And I put put the sort of a working title. It was like non-finishing. I just threw that up on my whiteboard because I didn't have a title. And I just started writing it. And then I remember talking to my husband and I said, babe, um, I think I'm supposed to be writing another book. Like, I think I'm supposed to be writing a book about not finishing. And he looked at me because if you have to know my husband to know, like, the look that he gave me. But he was just like, so let me understand this. He's like, you're going to stop writing a book. You're going to stop writing another book to start a book about how you always stop. <laughs> once you start, he's like, so you're going to stop writing one book. <laughs> and so I'm like, look, don't judge me. I feel like this is the Holy Spirit. I feel like God is with me. Don't judge me. Let me just do what I do. And I'm, you know, at the same time, he makes a good point. You know what I mean? I'm stopping writing this one book. Although I'm going to start another book about how I don't finish what I start. Like he made a good point, but I was like, I just really feel like this is my first book. I really feel like this is what I need to be writing. And he's like, okay. <sighs> And so I started writing that book. And what happened during the process of writing that book is that at the beginning, literally the first line of the book is, I hope I finish this book. 
Because, but but legit though, but legit though, because I literally felt like I'm not sure (laughs) if I'm going to finish this book. Because there's been a myriad of things that I've started and not finished. There has been a myriad of books. Like there are at least three books that are sitting in my in my files right now, like (laughs) Word documents. I have at least like two pages, <laughs> 20 pages, but none of them are finished. So I started this book saying, listen, oh we'll all find gosh. out again. If I finish this book, we'll all be surprised because I just wasn't sure that I was going to be able to finish it because I have a record of not finishing what I start. So I'm like, how am I, how do I even know that I can finish this book? But the craziest thing happened during the process of writing this book. I, yes. I started the book being very trepidatious about Mm. finishing the book because I didn't know if, because I was still coming from the standpoint of I'm a non-finisher that's trying to finish. Somewhere at about the one letter three or four, (laughs) there's 40 letters. But somewhere around letter three or four, God sort of had to like, wait, 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 pause. You will never finish this book if you start from the standpoint of I'm a non-finisher who's trying to finish. So let's adjust the lens. Let's adjust who your identity, because your identity is not that you are a non-finisher. Your identity is that you are a finisher. The behavior is that you struggle to finish and your identity and your behavior are two different things. So let's start with, I am a finisher that struggles to finish. And that's different than I am a non-finisher. So when I got that in my, I was like, whoa, got that download. Mm -hmm. My conversation changed the way that I was speaking about myself changed. The way that I started to speak about the book changed. The way that I was like, I'm going to finish this book. And even, please understand, there are 40 letters and every single Mm. one of those letters was hard. It was oppressed. It wasn't easy. Some of them flowed. Some of them didn't. But in the Mm -hmm. book, I am literally walking. One place that I try to remember is that I am walking with you through the book. I am walking out what I'm doing. Like I'm not, this isn't like a five point plan. I hate formulas. I don't, I don't really believe in formulas like that because I I really feel like everyone's, everyone is different. And I've read all those books with all the formulas and none of them formulas worked for me. So this isn't about Mm -hmm. a formula. This isn't a five point plan to finishing. This is let's change our mindsets. Let's dig into why we don't finish. Let's go further than I'm just lazy bones or I'm just whack. And let's really dig into what the issues are. And that is literally me. All the book is, is me unearthing all the stuff that got me to believe that I was a non-finisher, but it's unearthing all the stuff that got me to become by the end of the 40 letters, I am a finisher. When I don't, I don't say that in arrogance. I say that as a badge of honor and a badge of understanding that I am Mm. a finisher. Because the thing is, is that I can sit here and run down a laundry list of things that I didn't finish. But then I always forget the stuff that I did finish. Like, I'm like, God had to sit and remind me like, girl, but you did finish this. Wait, but didn't you write two plays in college? And didn't you do this? And didn't you? And I'm like, man, I did do that. So why are you focused on the the stuff that you didn't Mm -hmm. finish? Why is that the stuff that speaks the Mm -hmm. loudest? And that is literally the book. By the time you get to letter 40, who I am at the beginning of the book is not who I am at the end of the book. And that is my prayer for everyone who reads the book, is that the who you are when you start the book is not who you are when you end the book. And that you will start to believe that you are a finisher, not that you you just struggle to finish. That's all it is. You are a finisher. You just struggle to finish. And you will get to, if you dig in, you will get to some of the reasons why that happened. You will. So that's the book. (laughs) Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. In yeah. case you missed the name of that book, I'll make sure that I have it in the show notes. But again, it's called Letters to the Finishers Huge. Who Struggle to Finish. And 
I believe yeah. that mindset yeah. is huge. Mine and I'm is. working on my mindset every single day. It's yeah, a struggle for, for me. Sure. Mindset is not my strong point at all. So I definitely need a copy of this book, sis. I have to get this book. I need to read this book. Letters to the Finishers Who Struggle to Finish. I can only imagine how much of a blessing your book it's is, so many, it is, is going to be when it I drops in early June. Because, more than I, um, I, yes, I even could I even understand. Because I, I didn't, you know, in I some thought, capacity. not to say that I just thought this was my little problem, but I didn't know mm-hmm. even people that I thought were finishers. Like people that I'm like, oh, I'm looking up to like, oh yeah, girl, you doing it. And they're like, girl, I'm struggling. And I'm like, what? Like you you know what I mean? So it's such a struggle for so many people. And I'm just like, yo, man, like, it's yeah. so helpful to me to know right. that, hey, you're not alone. You know what I mean? Because you can just feel like, yo, I'm just so whack. Like, and I'm just, you know, you just feel like everybody in the world is doing better than you. Everyone is successful. Everyone's living their best life. And mm-hmm. you're like, I'm behind. I'm, you know, I'm not where I need to be. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, girl, like, don't believe that. Like, that is that is crap. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone out here has got their own struggles. So, yeah, man, that that finishing piece is major, major. That is major. And I'm learning that with all that, I mean, like that mindset being crucial, what you address is Mm-hmm. You know, we usually learn that once you finish something, then you're like, you feel your best or it's like, rah, rah, I'm the bomb or whatever. But I'm coming to find out that it's, and, mm-hmm. and I love how yeah, you man. touched upon this because it confirmed for me that a lot of times yeah, it's actually the reverse. First, we got to get because that mindset right and then oh, oh. take that action. You got to have your mindset right first mm-hmm. because just like how you, well, go ahead. I was going to say how you started writing the book, but your mindset, it wasn't quite there yet. I mean, you knew you wanted to write the book, but your mindset wasn't where it was put, where it needed to be. So you were kind of approaching it. You were taking the steps, but you weren't, your mind wasn't there. So the outcome probably would have been much different, I would imagine. But once you locked in, when God kind of like pulled your side and was like, no, sis, you got to get your mindset right and approach yeah, it man. from this way. Once you no, lock that, that in, you were able to, sense because to the take thing the is, action right, and finish is, and I how it was like supposed to be done instead of doing it the, the reverse. Does that even make sense? Being be, The act of being a finisher as opposed to, quote unquote, I'm a non-finisher is that you can, as a non-finisher, right, you can finish stuff, right? You can finish some stuff here or there. You may not finish well, like, you know, the wellness of finishing. You may not finish well, but you can finish some stuff here and there. But if you create, if you have the mindset of a finisher, like what, what, what got me sort of through this book is that at the beginning Mm -hmm. of this process, all I was trying to Mm -hmm. do was finish this book, Right. I just wanted to finish this book because then that would say, see, I finished this book and here's the accomplishment. I finished the book. But by the end of the book, I'm like, I don't want to just finish this one thing. I want to cultivate the mindset of a finisher because that's what's going to help me finish over and over and over again. Because because one finish when you finish one thing like I finished this book. Great. But all that did was set me up to be at the starting line for the next thing. That's all that finishing is. Finishing is just setting you up for the start line for the next thing. So if I just like, okay, I finished it. And that was the the goal was just Mm -hmm. to finish the thing. Then, okay, fine. I finished the thing, but my mindset hasn't changed. So who's to say that I can finish the next thing or the next thing or the next thing or the next thing after that? I wanted to, I didn't just want to finish the thing. I wanted to become a finisher. So that will help me because the thing is, is going to be done, but I, you know, I want to finish over and over and over and over again. I want to, I want to really, my, I want my mind to change about who I am as a person that I'm not this cracked pot that this, this, I wanted what, what I said at the beginning of the process for me is I wanted to chase God's original design. When he made me, when he set Candace up, what did he have in mind for me that life and molestation and trauma beat out of me? I want the original design back. And that is what I've been chasing. I want God's original design. What did he have in mind 
when he started putting all the pixie dust and the magic and all of the beauty in me, what was, what did he have in mind for me? And that's what I've been chasing. And part of that is me, again, changing my mindset and not just like saying a bunch of affirmations. And those are, please understand, those are important, right? But just really trying to understand what did the maker have in mind? Like there had to be, what, what did he have in mind for me? And there's, there's more to me than just all these flaws and this self-esteem, these low self-esteem issues and all this other stuff. There's got to be more to me than that. You know, he didn't, he didn't make me that way. So what's the, what's, what's, what's the, what's he, what's all the beauty and wonderful? Like, where's that stuff? And I want it, and I chased it down. I chased it down and I'm still chasing it down because I will chase down all the bad stuff. You know what I mean? I was chasing that down my whole life, trying to, you know, fit in and trying to, you know, move myself around and maneuver myself to be something else. And I'm like, I don't want to be mm-hmm. something else. I want to be whatever he wants me to be. I want to, I want to figure that thing out. And I am, and it's amazing. You know what I mean? To just start to believe the good stuff. You know what I mean? And really believe it. Not, you know, Oh girl, you did a good job. And it's like, yeah, that's great. But like, no, boo, you are the good job. Like you are the good. Like mm-hmm. not that you performed the good, not that you did something good because that, that stuff is fleeting. Like you, you might do something good or do something bad. Like, nah, man, because mm-hmm. I don't want to be impacted. If I do something good, great. If I do something bad, that's, that's going to happen too. Cause I'm human, but I want to believe the good about me. I want to believe, I don't want to just worry about performing I, the performance of the thing. I want to believe the, the finisher within. I want to believe the good within me. I don't want to just perform it. And I think for a long time I was performing it because if I perform something bad, then that will crush me. Right. Because I've attached that to myself. Like, Oh, see, if I, if, if I make a mistake, I must be this terrible person. No, like you're just human. You're just a human being. So don't attach your, like, don't attach your failures. And that's what I had done with the college thing. I'd attach quote unquote that failure to myself. And now I'm a, I am a failure. Mm-hmm. See, I am a failure. See, see what I did. I performed failure. So I'm, I am a failure. No, 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 Th- This thing didn't work out. Now you're, that doesn't mm-hmm. have, I mean, yes, it has something to do with you, but it doesn't at the same time. I know it sounds weird, but it's like, it's, it, it's just something that happened. You can't attach all of that stuff to yourself all the time. It just, it will wear you out. It will wear you out and wear you down. You know what I mean? You you mm. already listen as people who have, are are sexual abuse survivors. We already start with a limp. You know what I mean? We we start we start with a limp. You know we already start folding in on ourselves. We already start with mm-hmm. blame on ourselves. We already start with I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. I'm sorry as, as in an apology. And I'm sorry, as in, I'm a sorry individual. We already start with a limp, you know, and I don't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to live like that anymore. I didn't want to live with that limp. And once I decided and really Mm. locked into the fact that God didn't make me with that limp, Mm. like, that's not how he made me. So you telling me that I was never made to limp? No, sis, you were made to run. Oh, snap. Really? Okay. Well, so can, I can run? Yeah, you can run. I, I can? Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. We just got to heal the limp. Snap. The limp can be healed? Yeah, it can be healed. Oh, snap. Okay, I thought, I thought that this is just how I was. No, 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 no. That was, never, that was never how it was supposed to be. So let's heal the limp so you can run. Okay, cool. And that was my, that was my mindset. Like, nah, like, I'm not going to accept this stuff about me anymore. No, no. And if I have to tell myself every single day, because people can tell you how wonderful you are and you don't believe it. You don't believe it. And even now I struggle with that. And I have to catch myself. Mm. I have to catch myself. I would have never years ago, I would have seen that post that you you put up about, you know, I wanted to get people's stories. I would have seen that post and said, oh, I could mm-hmm. never do anything like that. Um, I, I would, you know, no, nobody would ever want to hear from me about that stuff. Well, who am I? Oh, God, there's probably prerequisites. You know, there's probably, you know, oh, no, I could never. And I would have ta- mm. completely talked myself out of it now. Nah, like, let's just go mm-hmm. for it. What, what's the worst that could happen? She could say no. <laughs> okay. 
And what does that say about you, Candace? Nothing. It just says that she says no. It doesn't, it doesn't say anything about me. Thank you. Okay. So now try. And I don't have a record of failing once I try. Yes. I don't have a record of failing once I try, but I tell my, I can talk myself out of good things just because of my mindset. So yeah, that mindset thing is, is major. And I know people think it's just a bunch of self-help crap, but that mindset thing, that thing is, that thing is important. You cannot, you cannot work with, you, you, we start off with limp and you, you will be hard pressed to do the things that you really want to do in life when you already start off not even believing that you can actually do them. All right, so I'm back, and um, was I right or was I right? Even though the audio was completely nutty, and even though the audio completely cut off the last few minutes of uh, my interview with Candace, um, I just could not risk the opportunity or let the opportunity go without getting that audio out to you guys. Um, so I hope that you were able to get that good word from uh, Minister Candace as she was talking and giving us all that good information. Um, also, her book, Letters to the Finishers, is available on Amazon. I will be able to uh, shoot or add a link to the show notes so that you can check that out. And I'll be sure to include her social media information in case you want to follow her on Facebook, Instagram, or her website, um, which, by the way, is Candice Wilkins, W-I-L-K-I-N-S dot com, um, to hit her up on her website. So let me know what you think about today's episode. I would love for you to send me a comment. Um, you can send me a message at connect at browngirlselfcare.com. Again, connect at browngirlselfcare.com and just reference uh, something in the line in the top line that says like letters to the finishers or can the Candace interview or something like that. And also, if you are listening to this on iTunes, it would be my extreme pleasure. Like it would make me so happy if you would just take a quick second and um rate this uh this podcast five stars five stars and leave a review as well that would be so awesome when you do that it honestly helps this podcast to get out to more people plus it it makes my day so um all right so that's it for this episode of brown girl self-care podcast again my name is Bree, and i hope you have a beautiful week and i will see you next monday take care